This weekend we drove to Searcy, Arkansas, to Harding University to see our daughter. She was um, singing as part of their uh, spring sing show. And then yesterday morning, we were able to hear the uh, Harding Chorus perform, and they sang this song. Was it a morning like this, when the sun, S-O-N, when the sun still hid from Jerusalem, and Mary rose from her bed to tend the Lord she thought was dead? Was it a morning like this when Mary walked down from Jerusalem and two angels stood at the tomb, bearers of news she would hear soon? Did the grass sing? Did the earth rejoice to feel you again? Over and over, like a trumpet underground, did the earth seem to pound, he is risen? Over and over in a never-ending round, he is risen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Was it a morning like this when Peter and John ran from Jerusalem, and as they raced toward the tomb, beneath their feet was there a tune? Did the grass sing? Did the earth rejoice to feel you again? Over and over, like a trumpet underground, did the earth seem to pound, he is risen. Over and over, in a never-ending round, he is risen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Was it a morning like this when my Lord looked out on Jerusalem? He is risen. Alleluia. I would invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 28 this morning with me. It's always a, a challenge, a wonderful challenge to, to speak on Easter Sunday. There are so many, so many passages, so many thoughts, so many different texts, different ideas where we could go and how we could spend our time this morning. But I've settled on Matthew 28. Matthew sets the scene for us right here in the very first verse. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week. You know, the different Gospels highlight different things. Um, the Gospel of Mark says that the women went to get spices so they could anoint the body of Jesus. They arrived at daybreak very early just as the sun was, was coming up. You, you know what it's like to visit the cemetery, right? Especially after someone has recently passed on. It's, it's a very heavy feeling. There's, there's sadness. There, there's an emptiness. The dirt is still fresh. I'm sure that's how the women felt, much the same. They were present at Calvary. 
They were present in the garden, at the tomb, and now they return. Death seems so very final, doesn't it? The Gospel of Mark tells us that they were, were very concerned as to who would roll the stone away. I mean, what good are the spices if we can't get in, right? So they were very worried. But what they feared, they never faced. What they feared, they never faced. You know, so much of what we worry about in life, so much about what we fear, we get anxious about, we, we, we project things into the future, well, this happened and this is going to happen, and what if, and, and I don't know how I'm going to handle this or that. So much of what we fear and worry about in life never actually comes to pass. Do you realize that? The ladies were so worried, who's going to roll the stone away for us? There's no way that we can do it by ourselves. But what they feared, they never faced because God stepped in, foreshadowing for us that death is not something to be feared for those who believe in Jesus. So instead of squaring off with a stone, they squared off with an angel. Look at verses 2 and 3. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. His clothing was like lightning, shining forth the glory of God that was soon uh, to be revealed to them. The angel rolled back the stone. It's not like a, a, a stone. When I was a kid, I, I thought about a, a huge boulder, sort of misshapen, a, a large rock that was there in front of the, the tomb. But that's not the way it was, probably. As history would tell us, it was more like a big, huge wheel uh, not real thick, but, but a, a huge diameter, a huge circumference, and it fit into a um, sort of a stone groove. And then that stone was, was rolled in front of the tomb. And I think sometimes even those of us who are believers in Jesus, we think that the angel came down and rolled the stone away so that Jesus could get out of the tomb. But that's not what happened. The angel didn't roll the stone away so that Jesus could get out. He rolled the stone away so that the ladies could look in. If you remember later, uh, Jesus appeared to his disciples in the upper room. Do you remember that? Without opening any doors, he just appeared, and then he disappeared. So Jesus needed no help from the angel to get out of the tomb. The angel merely rolled the stone away so that they could peek in to show them that Jesus was no longer there. He is risen from the dead. 
Look at verse 4. The guards were so afraid of him, of the angel, that they shook and they became like dead men. The guards were shaking. These were not wimpy, scaredy-cat men. These were tough guys. These were men who were um, used to violence, who were used to death. But vainly they watched his bed, Jesus, my Savior. Vainly they sealed the dead, Jesus, my Lord. Why? Because up from the grave he arose. We just sang about that. With a mighty triumph o'er his foes, the guards had zero chance of keeping him in the grave. Zero chance. Used to sing a song, go ahead, drive the nails in my hands, laugh at me where you stand. Go ahead and say it isn't me. The day will come when you will see because I'll rise again. Verse 5, the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who is crucified. Perhaps there's a word here for someone this morning. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you've got problems that you're, you're struggling with. You're gripped with fear over a situation in your life. Jesus would come to you and say, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Ladies, keep your spices. You're not going to need them this morning. Notice that the angel doesn't scold the women. He's very gentle. He's very gentle with them. Do not be afraid. Reminding them of, of this, that back in, we, we see back in Matthew chapter 16, we looked at this uh, last week on Palm Sunday, but Jesus had told, he began to tell his disciples time and time again, the Son of Man is going to go to Jerusalem, he's going to have to suffer, he's going to be spit upon, He's going to be mocked. He's going to be handed over to the Gentiles, and he's going to be crucified. You remember that? But on the first day, on, after, after the third day, rather, he will rise again. So the angel said, come and see the place. Come and see the place where he lay. They, they went into the tomb, and finding it empty, except for the grave clothes, which were still there, the angel said to come and tell, and then the angel said, go quickly. Come and see, but go quickly and tell. I think the message of Easter won't mean very much to us this morning if we just stop at the come and see. If we, if we come and we have a wonderful service, eat a meal together here in just a little bit, and the kids find some Easter eggs out in the wet grass, and then we return to our everyday lives. None of this will, will mean a whole lot. The angel said, come and see. 
But verse 7, then go quickly and tell. We must not only come and worship, we must also go and witness. Go and witness. Look at verse 7. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. If we could only see this with fresh eyes this morning. They went to the cemetery, but they saw the Savior. Verse 8. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. On the way there, they're thinking, Who, who's going to move the stone? But on the way from there, they were thinking, what has happened? This is unbelievable. We don't know where he is, but we know he's not here. Filled with joy, yet afraid. And now look at verse 9. Four words. Suddenly, Jesus met them. The same Jesus who three days before hung on a cross. The same Jesus who said, it is finished. And the disciples actually thought it was finished. They thought this whole thing was over. You know, it, the, last, the last two or three years have been, have been a lot of fun. It's been exciting. I mean, I guess it was good while it lasted. Think about all the miracles that Jesus performed. Think about the miracles we performed with the power that he gave us. I guess it was good while it lasted. Jesus met them. Not an angel, but Jesus himself met the women. And let me just say this to you this morning. Jesus comes to meet you. You know, I think a lot of people have met church. I think a lot of people have met people in the church. A lot of people have met some religious leaders, maybe some teachers, some pastors, but few people have really met Jesus. I mean, really met him. Have you met him? Do you recognize Jesus as Savior and King? Today is Easter Sunday. He is not there. He's here. He's here with us. The ladies went to the place and they met the person. Jesus. Notice what he said. He simply said, greetings. Greetings. You and I might say something like, well, good morning, ladies. How are you? No, no sermon. I mean, don't you think that this would have been a really cool time for Jesus uh, to, to expound on some great theological point and tell them everything that they had missed? He simply says, Hello, greetings. No Christian lingo. And I want, I want you to know that Jesus not only meets you, but he speaks to you in words that you can understand this morning. What was their response? Verse 9, 
They clasped his feet and worshiped him. Feet that had been bruised and nailed to a tree. And in that moment, for the very first time, they realized what Jesus had done and who he was. And until we have come to the place where we have clasped his feet, we do not know him. We don't understand the significance of what he's done. Charles Wesley, almost 300 years ago, wrote these words. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain, for me who him to death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? When the wonder and the amazement of that grips our hearts, then we will fall at his feet, clasp him, and say, my Savior and my King. Please, this morning, don't be merely content with a knowledge of the Christ, but come and fall at his feet and worship him. Look at verse 10. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will serve me. Notice how Jesus refers to his disciples. He calls them my brothers. He doesn't call them the, the deserters. Go tell the losers. He doesn't call them the quitters. He says, go and tell my brothers. That sounds just like Jesus, doesn't it? Word began to spread. He is risen. In a parallel passage there in John, we're told that the Marys, they went and found the disciples and they told them, I have seen the Lord. And the word began to spread. Now, notice in verse 11 and following that the authorities, they have to come up with some kind of story as to why Jesus is not really alive, as people are claiming. Look at verse 11. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priest everything that had happened. You, you can kind of almost imagine the scene, right? Well, how's it going down at the tomb? Well... I'm going to have to be honest with you. It's not really going that well. Well, what do you mean? Well, the body of Jesus is not there anymore. What? Are you guys sure that you were at the tomb all night? What else were you doing? A little bit of this? No, we were there. When the chief priest, verse 12, had met with the elders 
and devised a plan that gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say this. His disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. We, we, we don't think it's going to go that far, but if it does, we'll, we'll try to cover the tracks, okay? You just stick to the story. We'll, we'll make it all right. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story, among others, has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. So they give the soldiers a big chunk of money to try to cover up. Think about this. Say, think uh, maybe a day or two later, one of the soldiers is, is walking down the street and his friend stops him. Man, I've been hearing a lot about what's going on. What, what happened at the tomb that night? And almost like you're reading from a, a cue card, he says, well, we were asleep. His disciples came and stole the body. Hmm. Uh, all right, if you say so. <laughs> Walking a little further, encounters another friend. Hey, tell me, tell me what happened down at the tomb. Well, um, his disciples came, we were all asleep, and they stole the body. Eleven disciples came, and, and you guys didn't hear a thing? You guys must be some really sound sleepers. Walk along a little ways. Another friend says, hey, what really happened at the tomb? Well, we were asleep. His disciples came and stole the body. Wait a minute. You were asleep? Well, then how did you know that the disciples came? You, you didn't really see anything, right? So either you're guessing as to what happened, or maybe you're lying. Or maybe the better explanation is that he is risen, just as he said. He has defeated death. He has dealt with sin. God has accepted his sacrifice. And the way to God has been opened up. Maybe that's a better explanation. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy riven side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Cleanse me from its guilt and power. Have you met the risen Jesus? If the answer is yes, I would say, go tell somebody. Go and tell someone. If the answer is no, why not on this Easter Sunday come and fall at his feet, worship him as Savior and Lord, and have all 
your sins washed away. He is risen, just as he said. Just as he said.